Welcome to the Learning Unlocked podcast, presented by Open Sesame. Taking a deep dive into the global world of learning and development with practical tips and tricks, along with insights from leading brands and the people that make them work. This is Learning Unlocked. Now, here's your host, Brian Berger. My guest is Lisa Lang. She is the head of Siemens Learning and Education. Lisa is a member of the Global People and Engagement Leadership Team that defines the learning strategy for Siemens globally for over 280,000 employees. Lisa, thanks so much for joining me on the Learning Unlocked podcast. How are you? I'm doing well. It's great to be here. Thank you. So let's start off with how did you get involved with learning and development? Tell us about your path that led you to learning and development. Yeah, sure. So um, I actually started uh, as a graduate student. I was an intern for Siemens. Siemens just happened to be across the street from the school that I was studying at, and they had a, they had a, an opening for me. So um, the what they had available was an opportunity to work within their technical training center, and my degree was in industrial psychology, so it was a great fit. So I spent a number of years there, and actually. Um, it was really cool because I had the opportunity to get involved very, very early on in e-learning and virtual learning. Um, and I can't believe that we're still trying to uh, convince people that that's a good idea to uh, embrace digital learning. But, uh, but so very early on, I was involved there with um, Siemens in their telecom business. And then I spent a number of years working for Nokia Siemens Networks. Uh, working more in kind of business excellence roles and very involved in the integration of those two businesses. And then um, in the last few years, I've worked for Siemens Corp, supporting all of the major business units within the U.S. in um, what has been called Learning Campus. And as you mentioned, now is people engagement and growth. So I want to go back to something you just said. Why yeah. do you think it has been such a challenge to get people into virtual learning and embracing virtual learning? You know, I think part of it is it needs to be done well. And I think we have to be very intentional about what we offer in terms of digital learning. I think it's best if it can be blended um, with face-to-face workshops. And that's a lot of what we do at Siemens. Um, We try to keep it very interactive. But um, I I think that it is best to be uh, really building out a very personal learning journey that may include some digital, but at some point there may be either some virtual or some face-to-face. So uh, I think that's what has been kind of missing is um, really a modality in learning that is engaging to people and is interesting and interactive. So you've got the psychology background. Yes. What's the psychology of learning? And, and learning virtually, when you're designing courses, when you're trying to engage people with learning and development, what's the psychology behind it? Well, the psychology behind that, I mean, that could get really deep, um, but I would say that um, I think it's important to be sure that we keep their attention, which is getting, of course, shorter and shorter in terms of our attention spans Um, as we get more and more tuned into our devices and we're used to having that immediate gratification. So the psychology behind it, I guess, um, would be to some extent um, making sure that you're making an impact and really making it interactive from the very beginning of that module that they're going through and really capturing their attention. 
So my research tells me that the average attention span is nine seconds. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. I, as I joke all the time, like we all have ADHD, we're all yeah. on our phones and we're distracted by so many different uh, things in the environment. So with that nine seconds in mind, when you're designing courses, I would imagine it's got to be quick snippets small doses versus, you know, we're going to make you watch something for an hour and a half or two hours and, and expect that you're going to uh, stay engaged with this. Yeah, I agree. And then the other part too, is if you think about your favorite playlist, when you use your, your iPhone, you're listening to music. Now uh, we're using it seem as a learner experience platform, which is we can create something like a playlist with that. Or if you think about it, it's kind of like, Netflix is to movies and TV where we can not only have to grab your attention by that one module, but we want to keep your attention through curating the right type of content to really um, ultimately create business impact, but to also keep you engaged through that journey. So is that kind of like, okay, you just took this course. We're going to guess that here's some other courses that you might like because yes. they're similar. So, you know, like you said, Netflix, yeah. you watch a show Absolutely. and it's like, Hey, here's shows that are in that category that are similar. You might like these shows as well. It is. And actually we can use AI to determine um, based upon your profile, what you may be interested in um, based upon your history, what may be useful to you. And so it's pretty cool to be able to use that kind of technology to create not only like a static learning journey, but now we have this way to make it a lot more dynamic. More of Learning Unlocked is coming up after this. Diversity, equity, and inclusion continues to be a top priority for businesses everywhere. Open Sesame has created a survey that will give you insight into where your organization stands on diversity. Aside from being educational, this survey is a powerful tool to help you understand areas of improvement and spark conversations about strategies for creating a more inclusive and equitable workplace. After you take the short survey, you'll get access to Open Sesame's DEI Toolkit, an online hub where you can find additional resources. Visit opensesame.com today to start your survey. Back to Learning Unlocked. Here's Brian Berger. We're just in a pandemic, kind of hopefully coming out of a pandemic. A lot of the tools that we use to learn have changed over the last mm -hmm. couple of years. What are some of the tools that you're using to teach your employees? Well, I think, you know, I mentioned the learner experience platform. I think that that was that has been really powerful. Um, the other part is, is having more of a focus on skills, you know, um, jobs are changing so rapidly because businesses are changing so rapidly. And it's important that we identify, um, what skills are needed because it, we're no longer in a situation where a four-year career is going to be enough, uh, or a four-year education is going to be enough for an entire career. So I think we're at the point where, we need to be able to not only be able to use kind of an AI dri driven methodology, but also have a way to um, kind of tap into what skills are needed and, and then connect those also with some of those recommendations. So you kind of connect what the business needs with what the learner is getting through that experience. What are some of the prime learning and development topics that you're seeing today? I mean, you know, if you look at, learning and e-learning platforms, 
you know, there's so much offered in the library, but as far as where you sit, what are some of the, the trending topics that you're seeing out there in L&D? Well, it's really interesting because um, we are an engineering company, basically. And so, uh, of course, it's going to be important to keep the engineers up to date on technology. But we really find that they still need those human skills. I think that's more important than ever, and especially as people are more and more engaged with their own personal technology, with looking at their phones all the time. There's less kind of social interaction, and especially during a pandemic. So I think it's going to be more important for people to um, really make sure that they can collaborate, that they can innovate. Um, and also it's important to make sure that we support people in building those management and leadership skills. And that's something that I think is never going to go out of style. And then the other part too is, is um, digital skills. You know, we have all different generations in the workforce now. And there are some generations that are still trying to get up to speed on kind of keeping up with the technology that they're using on a daily basis in their workstation. Yeah, that was a question I was going to ask you is the multi-generational workforce that exists Uh today. Like you said, there might be someone who's a little bit older and they're not as savvy when it comes to the digital skills. And you have someone coming into the workforce who's very savvy in that area. How do you not only educate them, but also get them to collaborate and kind of work from the same playbook together? Well, we have um, had some programs where we intentionally try to capture some of the knowledge from those that are maybe getting ready to retire in a few years and then be able to to convey that. In some cases, it's a a mentoring relationship. Mm -hmm. In other case, it's more, you know, kind of documenting what they've learned on the job and then transferring that to those who are coming into the workforce. Um, But you know what? I think we're going to be in a situation with having, you know, a number of different generations working together for quite some time, especially if I think about um, my dad recently retiring at age 80. Wow. And we think about how long a career is going to be in the future. It's kind of amazing how you're going to have to think about really reinventing yourself. So some of that, some of that to some extent has to be self-driven. And and that's something, you know, we really, we really try to emphasize at Siemens is you really have to kind of own your career. And of course it's important if we can collaborate across the generations, but also you have to be kind of thinking about what are some skills that I need to, to pick up, to be, um, useful to my business in the future? Or what am I really passionate about and where can I contribute? I mean, your dad's a great example, right? So let's say he came into the workforce in his 20s. Mm-hmm. You're in the workforce for almost 60 years. That yes. continuing education and like you said, reinventing yourself has got to be so important because it's not like learning is going to stay flat for 60 years. There's going to be innovations and changes. So if you're not learning as you go along, you're going to become left behind, I would think. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, he was an executive in the days of, you know, having a secretary and really (laughs) he became a recruiter in his industry um, 20 years ago and had to learn, you know, how do I use a computer? And, you know, eventually things like, how do I use an iPhone and how do I go through online compliance training? You know, so it was really kind of interesting late in your career to have to even just kind of absorb the basic digital skills to be productive. 
Yeah, no, that's a that's a great point. So you're working at Siemens. How yeah. do you get leadership, senior leadership at the top to say, you yeah. know what, L&D is important. It's part of the fabric of our company. We're behind it. We're going to champion it. What's that process look like for you? So we're really fortunate in the U.S. in that we have a U.S. CEO who's very um, vocal about being supportive of lifelong learning. And so we really have a champion here um, within our country, within our region. Um, and also, I would have to say, in terms of our managing board at headquarters in Germany, we've had a lot of support in the past couple of years. And um, we've actually had an initiative recently where senior management as a whole has been incentivized to ensure that people within their teams have a certain number of learning hours per employee per year. So while I hope that we have um, maybe some different key indicators that we're looking at in the future that are more tied to business impact and maybe even content, um, I think it's a step in the right direction to have that focus um, on and really helping people to understand that learning is not something you have to do at night or on the weekend. It's something that's part of the job. And we're giving you this time. We're giving you this time. And in fact, as you log in, every day to a Siemens computer, you have a hello page um, to start your day. And it says, here's how many learning hours you have. Mm. And so, and here's, here's the gap. Here's how many you sh should have at this point within the year. So I think that's pretty cool. And again, in the future, we're doing more and more data analytics, and I hope we can kind of tie that together with business impact, but we're fortunate to have that support. And, um, and I think it was kind of, in, in a way, part of it had to do with the fact that our current global CEO had responsibility for HR for a short period of time prior to going into that role. So he really kind of dove deeply down into what we're doing with learning and kind of brought that into his current role as CEO. More of Learning Unlocked is coming up after this. Open Sesame helps companies develop the world's most productive and admired workforces. How? by having the most comprehensive catalog of e-learning courses from the world's top publishers, publishers like TED and Harvard. And having courses that cover learning topics like diversity, equity, and inclusion, leadership development, safety and compliance, and wellness. Try a course for free today by visiting opensesame.com backslash course of the week. Back to Learning Unlocked, here's Brian Berger. What are the vehicles that you've given your employees to uh, voice how they want to learn and topics they want to learn about? What's that process? Because I know it's different at every company. Yeah, so we have kind of the traditional um, end of course evaluation. Um, we have like a 90 day evaluation where people can kind of, they're, they're asked like, to what extent did you transfer what you learn onto the job? But also, I really think that the roles within a learning organization have changed quite a bit. In the old days, it was like you had a trainer who stood up in front of the classroom. You had people who were instructional designers who created content. We actually outsource most of that now. Most of the people on our team here are focused on working um, with the business and with some of the HR business partners to understand exactly what each business needs from a learning perspective. And it's just like an ongoing process throughout the year. I think that's really smart because then you're, you know, you're probably able to develop courses almost in real time for what your needs are. 
in the company. Uh, L&D is such a big part of retaining employees now. Mm-hmm. How do you factor that in when you're recruiting an employee and you know, you're pitched to them about, hey, look, we're going to keep you uh, learning on your journey while you're with this company versus you know, if you're a company out there and, and that's not part of your pitch to recruiting and retaining an employee. Yeah, again, I think part of it too is, um, and we look at this this annual um, incentive on numbers of hours of of learning that people get per year. I mean, that's just one aspect. I mean, you're guaranteed a certain amount of time on the job to to apply to learning, but there are some managers that even take it to the extent of everybody. I'd like you to block an hour or two hours a week to make sure you spend that time on development and on learning. Um, and I think. Um, the other part is probably through word of mouth and referrals, um, you know, just understanding the kind of culture that we have and, and something that's really important to us right now is the whole concept of growth mindset. And we have a, an initiative called my growth that really is all about, um, constantly looking at ways to build your career. Um, part of it is utilizing the, the technology platform that I mentioned where, I mean, we have thousands and thousands of courses available, um, online courses. Um, we have courses they can register for. We have even the, um, content from universities they have access to. Um, and then the other piece too, is there are assessments they can take. Um, they have coaching, that they can have available to them, mentoring and so on. So there's a lot, I think, that can be pitched from the manager, from the recruiter in terms of what we offer at Siemens. The other thing that's interesting about your company, we talked about this at the beginning, 280,000 employees around the world. So it's not like, okay, you've got 150 employees and you're based in you know, a certain city. When you have employees around the world and not many of them, how do you manage that? Well, and it's been interesting, too, because since the pandemic, our CEO decided that we were, even from the very beginning, we were not going to be going back to the office on a full-time basis ever. Mm -hmm. Um, In many locations, we're we're full-time remote um, at a minimum or hybrid. And in certain countries where we have a strong presence, that was a big change, like particularly in Germany, where we're headquartered. And so that that was, you know, one, one piece of it was that shift and then having to kind of um, also adjust what are we doing from a learning strategy perspective now that we're working in a different way, um, how do we make sure that people have access to the content that they need? And then I think it's important for us to offer in a way that's highly um, curated again, so they're not overwhelmed by what we're offering them, but that's really personalized. So when they go into the system, they, they can see exactly what they need and what's recommended for them as well. Last question for you, uh, trends that lie ahead. You know, I've been asking this a lot on the show because two years ago, we couldn't have predicted what was coming. Right. And, you know, it's sometimes hard to peek around corners and see what's coming. But now that we've been in this pandemic and I think there's kind of a reset in some areas and a new normal, what are some of the trends that you see that lie ahead? Well, you know, there's been a lot of focus on um, the great resignation. And, you know, that's essentially here within the U.S. where um, people have spent some time in the pandemic and kind of thought about what they want to do with their life and maybe have some new ideas about it. Or maybe they have wanted to make a change in their career, but felt like they want to hold on until we're kind of getting somewhat past the pandemic. 
Um, and I think a lot of people uh, consider that to be more of a recruiting issue, like, okay, now we have these skills gaps, but I think that we should be much more proactive with building the pipeline, kind of a succession pipeline, not just for the leaders, but um, at all levels within the organization, especially in people who are in roles where it's kind of like a showstopper if we don't have someone in that process, if we're you're kind of missing a skill set within the process. So I think we really need to be um, looking at that. I mentioned lifelong learning as being really critical. Um, again, since we're going to have people in the workforce for so long, technologies are changing so quickly. Um, I mean, changes in the business now is every six months to a year, we've got, you know, new org structure, um, we've got acquisitions, carve outs, and so on. I think people really have to be ready to change. Learning agility is another one too, is looking to recruit people into the organization and then fostering this idea that they have to kind of constantly be unlearning and then relearning and, and then have like this capacity for learning that's greater than maybe we have had with employees in the past. So those are a few of the trends that I would, I would say are in our future. Lisa Lang, head of Siemens Learning and Education. Thanks so much for joining me on the Learning Unlocked podcast. This was a pleasure and some great insight shared today. Great. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Learning Unlocked, presented by Open Sesame. Download this and every episode on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Learning Unlocked is produced by Griggs Productions.